In today's episode, once again, we're speaking to David Rowlands. David is an Amazon best-selling author, award-winning coach, and the CEO of two businesses and provides business support to several more. David is co-founder of HCB Speak to Shine Limited. He is Europe's number one smasher of the glass ceiling. He connects women to their presence and their power so they can make significantly more money. And in today's episode, we're speaking to David to find out how your voice can be the source of your abundance, how your voice can actually change your life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the charming, or the wonderful David Rowlands. Welcome, David. Hello, Google. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming back, David, because we had such a fantastic conversation on Friday Feature that we had to have you back on Money Talkies. But please tell everyone once again what it is that you do. Oh, awesome. So uh, I help women connect to their power and their presence so that they can make significantly more money. Fabulous. And today's topic is actually really, really interesting. It's uh, it's called the power of your voice to change lives. So why did we choose this topic, um, David? What is so important about the voice? The voice is probably the most ignored natural free resource that people have. Isn't that because interesting? In, in many ways, if we think about how influence happens, mm-hmm. how people think, oh, I, I'd like to spend more time with that person, or I'd, or I'd like to spend less time with that person, or I'd like to do business with them, or I'd, li- or I'd like to vote for them, or I'd like, I'd like them in my lives as a partner. The voice is instrumental in the unconscious mind understanding, A, whether you're telling the truth or not, mm. and and the creation of trust. Wow. Okay. The voice is very powerful. I mean, I, I, I've known that all my life and that's the reason why we started the podcast because I really felt that my voice was very, very important. I think video helps as well because I think the, the, the body language is important, but I think a lot of the time there are some people who are very auditory. They, they just connect with you through your voice and voice is very, very important. So tell us, how can, um, you know, how can we use the power of our voice to change lives? You know, what, what, how do we do this? And what can we, how can we train ourselves? How can we train our voice? And how do we know what we talk, what to talk about? So, oh, so those are different questions because there's the voice itself and then there's working out what it is you want to, to do with it. So with the voice thing, we're born with this extraordinary range yeah. But, you know, wow, can we, we shoot into this world screaming at the top of our voices with this phenomenal range in this, in this voice box that's been placed here in this extraordinary muscle, uh, that we have here. And then, 
this is particularly in Western society. We get told uh, to use less and less of it. We, yeah. we, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Uh, was a quote that was often in my childhood used by adults. And, and in, so, in, our, in our culture, in my culture, South Asian culture, women <laughs> should not be uh, heard. Right, yes. <laughs> and and so you end up with people becoming adults only, ha only habitually using a third of the power that they have available to oh, them. Oh, wow, okay. And so part of my job is to open that back up for all of my clients. And, you know, in in, uh, in the UK, we have this uh, this thing whereby we can we can speak and sort of deny our voice at the same time. Mm. By that, I mean, I mean, if you think about how many people speak with their voice aimed towards the floor so that it never reaches anyone mm. or, or speak too loud for the distance between you and them. Yeah. And so we don't hear it because it because at an unconscious level we're thinking surely that's for someone else. Yeah. And and so that means you end up with a lot of people trying to use their voice and ending up not having any presence for other people, either being too overpowering or completely invisible. Yeah, and then that's where they feel invisible and that they're, they're unheard. So a lot of people speaking but not being heard. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and, I, and people often think that visibility is a really good strategy for for keeping everything safe. Mm. Yeah, because if, if if nobody hears you, nobody sees you. You're invisible. You're 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 safe yeah. from danger. Yeah. And so you get a lot of people doing that right right now. As as you know, the media going crazy. Oh, it's going to be a recession. It's going to be a recession. And, and uh, you know, I've got a big thing about the media trying to create the news rather than just report it. I agree. I I, I completely agree. There's an agenda that's being followed. Uh, I I think uh, I can give some my two pence on that because I was I was looking into the oil prices and stuff, and the oil price is uh, I, I can't remember the report's name. According to their report, is twice the overpriced. It's over. It's overpriced. Oil is overpriced. Yeah. Um, and not just just little bit. Literally, it's twice the amount there should be. So that's is that genuine? Is that media hype? What 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 is it? Yes, and what's it there to create? But that, that's yeah. another rabbit hole, isn't it? We oh could... yeah, that, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a complete different rabbit hole we right can go down. down. <laughs> but we we don't deal with those those things. <laughs> we we like to keep things above well, board it... and non political. But <laughs> the, the thing is that if if more and more people had confidence in the power of their voice yes. to make a difference right i i have a three-step system which is speak shine make 10 times the difference oh wow i love that i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna add something here I, I you know i'm gonna get your your perspective on this and when you say people don't want to speak i think it comes through generations and i'll give you a small example here my daughter recently went on a doe uh so a duke of edinburgh expedition and I, I don't know why or how, but these two girls from outside ended up being, being coming into the into the toilets, into the bathrooms. There now they were these were white girls, and um, the, the the group of people, the girls um, in the in the bathrooms themselves were all all brown and black, so they were people of color. And there was some altercation between the the two groups, and the girls became very racist, and they were you know quite abusive towards these people and they were threatening them like, i'm going to push you down the stairs and they ran after them something like that they're quite she's quite the whole scenario is quite scary and 
And now, regardless of what happened and what happened, this is just young girls, it doesn't really matter. The, the reason why I'm making this point is when my daughter found her, because my daughter's very feisty and she, I've given her the confidence to speak her truth. When she found out, she first of all ran after the girls, ran, you know, ran after them, um, and then went back and reported it. She was the only one, along with one other white um, you know, child who was actually part of the group who, who was witness to this, when I reported this to um, the, you know, the, the teacher and then when she took it all the way and actually made a police complaint, all the other girls, these are girls of colour, they didn't want to speak. They didn't want to report this thing where they did nothing wrong. They're like, well, what's my parents going to say? What's my mom going to say? What is there to say? You're not in the wrong. You've experienced it and you've done something wrong. But they wouldn't. They were unwilling to talk about what happened. What's your take on it? And what do you think? Why do you think that is? And my, by the way, my daughter is completely the opposite, but she is my daughter. Um, and so she's got <laughs> my feistiness running in her. And so, yeah, uh, so she, she was the one, not only did she speak, but she actually forced them. Like, I wasn't there, you tell, you do this. You, and she made, you know, she saw what, they, what story was they did to her. She made each one of them, what happened then? Do you tell what happened then? And she literally forced it out of them. And it was shocking to hear that these 14, 15 year olds were reluctant to talk about something that you know, it, 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 they experienced. Why do you think that is, David? I believe it's about, it's about attention and you know you know that kind of uh, fight or flight aspect of your mind that yeah. makes uh, should i fight should i hit these people should i uh, run away should i pretend i'm dead mm. those the, those are the three options that a hypothalamus has mm. and uh, you know earlier i i talked about uh, there being different states the state of invisibility the state of uh, being being too loud yeah uh, essentially I work a lot with my clients in what I call the three circles of energy that, that human beings emit when they're talking to each other. And uh, all of us are going through these three stages, like moment by moment through our lives. Mm -hmm. And they're, all of them are valuable to us in one way or another. Now, the first, the first level of energy is the energy of invisibility. Please take mm -hmm. me away from this. Ah, okay. If I'm not in, if I'm visible, then I'm likely to be eaten, mm. or I'm likely to face some some kind of abuse or violence or or something that that might be a threat to me. So that becomes a strategy. But once you know, once you know, and often we learn at a very early age, oh, this is a strategy that works. If I'm invisible, then I don't get the wrong kind of attention from a parent or the or a teacher, or a bully, or what have you. And the other side, the the the, the third circle, which is anyone who starts who, who's speaking like this, is the bullying state. So I, yes. I, it's not introversion and extroversion because that's unfair to to people who who are in the, those camps. But it is invisibility and what I call the convincing state. Right. Okay. Now the convincing state. You you know. Have you ever? Have you ever been on the receiving end of a, of a salesperson trying to convince you you need this product? Yeah. Which is the same energy that a bully might have. Mm. It's too much. You're being taken out of the decision-making process about what happens next. You know, when someone says, you're going to buy this, I know you're going to buy this, I'm going to make you buy this. Mm. And you're like, no, you're not. So what's the best way out of this situation? <laughs> Become small. 
become small. And so what happens is when the bully does that to the bullied and the bully becomes small, the bully then goes, that's a great strategy. I'll repeat that with everyone I meet. Mm, okay. And the reverse is true, that you end up becoming small all the time. Now, yes, unless you choose to inhabit what I call the second circle of energy, which is the state of presence. Okay. And the state of presence is a state of calm. It's a state where you're, I call it, you have to be present in order to have presence for others. So you've got to be mm. present in here, in your body, in your, in your breathing, in your heart, so that your heart's not sending signals to the brain. Right? You know, when the hypothalamus is in charge, it takes all of the oxygen from the frontal lobe of your brain, where your clever thinking happens, stores it at the back because it believes because you're in danger, you need to run. Mm. So if you've ever known that thing, and I know a lot of people who, who know that thing, that when you're in, in a boardroom or you're sitting in a room, somebody's being quite aggressive with you and you can't think of anything clever to say in response. So you just shut down. And the moment the meeting's o open, o over and the door opens and you're in the corridor, suddenly you think of five, six clever things you could yeah, have said exactly. in that room. Yeah. And then you tell yourself off. For not having thought of them in the room. Exactly. We've all done, we've all done this, by the way. We've all right. done this, yeah. Yeah, everyone's done it. So the, the French call it uh, l'esprit d'escalier, the spirit of the staircase. And all, all, all it is is that the hypothalamus has got your oxygen whilst you're feeling threatened. So you've got nothing going on in here. You can't access any of that stuff. And the moment that the hypothalamus thinks that you are safe, the door opens, the corridor, suddenly the oxygen's back. And suddenly you're capable of being that multifaceted, super clever human being that you always were. Mm. The, the only difference is oxygen in the frontal lobe of the brain. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. If you've got oxygen in the frontal lobe of the brain, it's because your heart's not sending signals to the hypothalamus saying, I'm in trouble, and the breath is nice and low. So I define it as the difference between breathing in the chest and the stomach. Mm. If you're breathing in the stomach, then you can be present in yourself have presence for other people. And I know from all the work that Patsy Rodenberg's done working with people who've been victims of abuse and bullying, the one thing a bully, a third circle bully cannot stand is someone being present. Wow. Someone being in that second circle. And so time and again, I've seen, and uh, Patsy talks about this a lot in her book on presence called Presence. She works with people who've been victims of abuse and she coaches them to say one sentence, I know what you did, and to stand in that second circle space, calm, confident, strong, mm. and be with that bully and say the words, I know what you did, every time the bully collapses, every time, because they don't know how to deal with it, because they're used to creating that first circle in their behavior. And when they're faced by true presence and true confidence, 
they've nowhere to go mm. because they're just as fearful but they're just their their fear is coming out to the world in a different way to the person who's in that first circle state who chooses to respond to fear by hiding mm. isn't that powerful and, i'm just thinking back to these girls so you know, because all of them are, are quite smart women, when they go off and be, are in the corporate environment, how would they? So they, they, would, they would have the similar experience there too, right? They will indeed, yes. So they'll they freeze indeed. up and they will freeze up and they won't be able to respond or talk back. And, yeah. you, know, you know, sexual harassment goes on everywhere. You know, it, it, it's something that's unfortunately, you know, you can crack down as much as possible, but it is, it is present. Um, and unless you speak about it, it you know, um, a touch would I've never experienced that in my work life. But but I've been always been <laughs> I've always been me. It's a bit difficult to do um, intimidate me. But I sure, know here you, you are in a state of presence. You're someone who's clearly been in that second circle state of presence for quite some time. So if we yes. presume that you were there. Yes. Uh, in, in a state of presence when you were in your corporate life, then always. Always, I have always been very aware of who I am in that moment in time, and I take always. And and if I feel threatened, I take a step back like a lioness and say, "Okay, yeah, let me see what your movement." And they don't, and they don't move on the lioness. No, not. And so, if more people understood how, how the power of being present, the power of the bravery of being present, mm. if you like, it's strength in vulnerability. Yeah. If you're in that second circle, you're immovable, but you're also vulnerable at the same time. You're immovable if you choose to be, because mm-hmm. you've got such strength in in your body and in your connection to the earth. Mm. Oh, that's powerful. Yes, you are, because you're at that time grounded in that moment to where you are. And as you're grounded, you're taking that powerful mother earth you literally are because you're just because like yeah. let's, let's, let's take a step back and you just stand there very very grounded yeah. I, um, I do a lot of work in the alexander technique space and oh okay uh, I, I have a i have a wonderful alexander teacher who gets to work with all of my clients and uh, she she taught me when i was at guild hall and i'm very uh very lucky and happy that she's working with me and for me mm. and she talks a lot about breathing through the feet you know, taking in through air, through the feet. And it's a metaphor, of course, you're not actually doing it, but it's kind of- the, It grounds the, you, you that, it really grounds you, yeah. Yeah, connection to the earth that makes you feel absolutely immovable. And the moment you've got that, okay, I only move if I choose to. If you're in the presence of a bully or a, or a harasser or someone who's, who's looking to manipulate for their own benefit, mm then it really, it puts them off their stride because they're, remember, remember how quickly people make decisions about other people when we meet them. So it's almost in, entirely nothing to do with the words that we say and everything to do with whether the body and the voice uh, backs up what we're saying. I, I think that's 100% correct because you, you can, a lot of the times, and I've known this because my background is um, as a barrister, when we were doing our training in, in BPP, one of the things that, and BPP is, a, is an amazing, I don't, I don't know much about it now, but it, at that time was one of the top schools to, to get training on. It was fabulous. I, I, my time at BPP was amazing. One of the things that one of our uh, tutors really taught us was 
be very present and be very confident with, with your voice in terms of what you deliver. And the content of your delivery could be rubbish, but say it with conviction and confidence and people would listen and believe you. You can say the same thing, which is honest and truthful uh, with lack of confidence, with lack of conviction. And people think she's lying and say complete fabrication with confidence and conviction and people will believe you. And this is what media is doing, by the way, come back to the idea of what media is doing. Yeah. This is what happens. And I remember, I remember believing that. So I could... One of my trainings was, you know, being able to think on my feet and yeah, and be able to negotiate very well. I was able to, you know, just use my voice. I, I speak very fast. But when I'm speaking about certain things, I purposely slow down. So people know that I speak very fast. So I slow down on purpose, use my voice with authority and such conviction. I could I could have no clue about the topic, but the person in front of me wouldn't have a, wouldn't have a clue. They think, oh my gosh, she's an expert on this on this on this field. Whatever it was, you know, in negotiation, it's a skill that I've used actually in uh, in my um, my my online business now to to help show you know, conviction, and confidence in what I'm saying because I do believe in what I'm saying. But at the time, I had no clue half the time because we were given these random topics to mute to talk on. I don't know about oils and whatever else, and yeah. we would have to you know come up with an argument whether I believed it or not. But you're right. You have to be present, slow down, and use your voice. And I, I, up until today's conversation, I never actually realized how powerfully I've been using my voice and why I've been a great negotiator and I'm a great, um, you know, uh, yeah. um, uh, you know, I'm very articulate because of that reason, not because I have great um, command of vocabulary. It's the way I choose to use my voice with with the limited words I use, but I use it in a particular way, which convinces people, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Oh, she must be very clever. I'm not, I'm an average Oblox, but it, it comes across very that I'm very, very intelligent, which is interesting. And I, I until now I hadn't really put the two two together, but it was actually the voice, not the necessarily the in in a in a confidence, it's actually how mm. you're using the voice. It's huge in our in our unconscious mind decision making about people. And when we're breathing from the stomach and we're in a state of presence, we power the full range of the voice. Mm. And when you're breathing in the chest because you're anxious or, you know, you're excited in some way in that first or third circle state, you don't have access to the power of your voice. So it's all going to be virtually monotone. Mm. And if there's no movement between notes in the voice, then we can't make a decision about whether it's true or not. But we, because we can't, we can't connect to how people feel. So we, we know at, at an unconscious level that when we hear move, tonal shift, movement in a voice, it means that person is telling the truth. They're emotionally connected to what they're saying. Mm. And when we don't hear that movement, then, you know, again, the brain, the hypothalamus will want to disconnect you from that voice. It's not safe. Mm. Right. If you you know if you've ever had university lectures that have been led by someone desperately dull on a monotone, <laughs> we've all had that too, haven't we? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so none of us will. You know, the brain will disconnect in in about twenty seconds, and then we'll tell ourselves off for not listening to this person, <laughs> but and, yeah. and try and refocus. But the brain's going, no, no, I want you out of here because we can't tell whether this is the truth or not. I, it's funny you said that. I'm not going to say the name of this person. She's really, really popular here in the UK, and she does a lot of these um, very respectable courses. But 
I don't know her personally. And I, the reason why I couldn't ever do any of her courses early on, even now I don't need to, but early on I couldn't do either, because I find her incredibly dull and incredibly boring. Oh. It's really monotone. Apparently she does it on purpose because like, she wants you to put you in that in that sort of state. Either it's way. Like that hypnotic state. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So you know who I'm talking about. It bores me to death. I, I, and it doesn't matter what, con- and I'm sure her content's amazing. I've tried listening to her multiple times. I switch off. I just cannot understand a word she says because the monotone switches me off. And that kind of, I'm okay. And you, I, I can't, I can't connect with that. I'm very, very animated and very lively. And I like that from, you know, that's why, you know, we, we're connected, we're talking because we, we have that together. Yes. That, that monotone switches me off. And I didn't realize how powerfully, uh, you know, this impacted me because that this one simple point Everything else about this individual is amazing. She's amazing. I'm not going to say, want to reference say she's amazing. I'm, I'm sure she is. I don't know much personally, but this one thing has switched me off to never, ever work with her. And it's not because I don't believe the truth. I just don't, I don't like her. I don't, I don't personally, but you know what I mean? I don't, I don't like yeah, her yeah, professionally yeah. be able yeah, to that. connect with her. And that's the only reason why. And it's just the, the tone of the voice, nothing else. And it's, it's very interesting how our brain fixates on this as well. Yeah, and it's also one of the ways that we work out who do we want to spend more time with and who do we mm. not. You know, who, who, who's who got value systems that, that feel like they're close to ours? Mm. Isn't that interesting? So let's do a quick recap on this. So what yeah. are the three circles? So the three circles are what, what I call, uh, or it can be called the introvert state. It's the invisibility state. It's when mm. we close down. It's when we talk to ourselves. It's when we want to be soft focus so we don't attract attention it's typically it's back it's energy back so we're probably if we're standing carrying our weight on the heel of the foot mm. breathing in the chest that that's the signal that makes the heart go oh, oh, oh something's up and that's what sends the signal to the hypothalamus and then there mm. goes the oxygen to the back of the brain the third circle state, which is the convincing state, is the state that a lot of bad salespeople go to mm. when they are fearful. They're fearful they're going to lose. They've got scarcity in their head about money. And mm. so they'll convince you that you need something. And that and so it and that's dis, that's not dissimilar to the bullying state. It's the it's the same level of state. If the voice is too loud. The person's probably pitched too far forward. They've got what I call money breath. Again, they're still breathing in the chest mm. because in both of those instances, you're not in a state of balance. Mm. The, the second circle, the one in the middle, is the state of balance and the state of presence. And you know that you're in it because you're breathing in your stomach. And the, as a result of that, the breath is low and slow. And it gives you access to all of your range. And and once you've got access to that, you can play with the entirety of your range. Then you you can look at what what are the notes that these people need, those people need. Typically, I break the voice into three areas, high to low. The low are are what I call the warrior voice. Uh, The warrior voice is the voice of credibility. Mm. The warrior voice is the voice of instruction. The center of the voice, that's the heart voice. Uh, and that's the voice of, of approachable, uh, approachability, approachableness. 
Um, but it's the voice of inquiry. It's the voice of asking questions. And the head voice, the highest notes, which uh, the head voice is, is the voice of enthusiasm. The head voice is, is the voice to use to, to get groups to buy into, in, into your ideas or, or tasks to do together. Uh, and so if, we, if you have access to all three of those and you've worked on your voice enough for it to work naturally so you don't have to think about it, mm -hmm. then uh, in many ways the world is, is an oyster to play with. Fabulous. Fabulous. Now, on that note, we're going to wrap up. So, David, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the Internet? Well, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, and I love people connecting with me on LinkedIn. Uh, and you can also find me at davidroylance.com. That's R-O-Y-L-A-N-C-E.com. Uh, and also at speaktoshine.uk. Wonderful. Now, if you are watching us or listening to us on the podcast, the, the links David just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we will have his links to you. Check him out. He's amazing and fabulous. And, um, you know, and you know, go and connect with him, see how he can help you and support you, especially if you're high achieving women. And thank you, David, for being such an amazing guest today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Gul. It's been a real pleasure for me also. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to me and David. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.